What's up, Penguins fans? Happy Wednesday to you all. Another game day for your Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll try to make it two in a row against the Ottawa Senators. For today's episode, we're going to get into some practice notes. It was an optional practice for the Penguins today, but a lot of injured players did return. Who has the best chance of playing in this game on Wednesday? Who is going to be out? Who is probably going to start in goal? I have all those questions answered for you all in the first segment. And then later on, we're going to preview the game against the Senators as this is um, a big one for the Penguins. They need to keep banking points. This is a Senators team that's been playing not that good of hockey as of late. Yes, they're a bit better than they were from last year, but this is still a game that the Penguins can definitely win, and it's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRSO Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, game night tonight. Penn Senators, first time of the season that these two teams are going up against the other. It's a home-and-home matchup, so first one in Ottawa, second one in Pittsburgh, and then they'll play one more time later on in the season. First time that Claude Giroux will be going up against the Penguins on a team different than the Flyers. It is going to be a bit weird seeing Giroux without that gross orange on. I'm I'm going to say that right now. Just because he was on the Flyers for what? A full decade, well over a decade, I should say. Um, it is going to feel really weird to see him playing against the Penguins um, in that, you know, in just that you know uniform. You know, he's playing for his hometown team. He's had a good year, um, but <clears throat> excuse me. You know, we're going to get to a, uh, that kind of preview later on in the show. But to start off the show, let us get into um, the practice notes for today. So. Um, Penguins, they had an optional practice. They had about 15, 16 players were out there. Mike Sullivan, though, with coaching, was not. But Crystal Tang, Jeff Petrie, Tristan Jari, Ryan Paling, and Josh Archibald were all participating in uh, the optional practice. Jan Ruta, though, he was not. He is going to be out for tomorrow. And he, I mean, tomorrow, excuse me. He's going to be out tonight. He is actually not even going to be playing. Um, well, excuse me, playing, obviously. He is not going to be even traveling with the team uh, to, to Ottawa. He's going to be staying back in Pittsburgh to get um, further evaluation. Latang was also placed on injury reserve retroactive to December 28th. That means, I know people are going to freak out about that, but that means he can be activated anytime now. It's been well um, well long enough on December 28th to January 18th that he can be activated. Um, but he is not going to be playing in this game. Looks like he's going to travel, but they're going to keep him out. Great that he got to practice, but I would think his return is coming uh, sooner rather than later. Um, he had a no contact jersey on um, for today. And then uh, Tristan Jari, Jeff Petrie, Ryan Paling, and Josh Archibald, they will all travel with the team to Ottawa. Um, again, Latang will travel as well, but he's just not going to play. But Sullivan did not really say, you know, among those four players, Jari, Petrie, Ray Paling, and Archibald, if they are in or not. He kind of just left it open-ended. It was great to see Petrie um taking full contact at this optional practice today. He is really close. I think they might keep him out for Wednesday, maybe have him do a full practice on Thursday and then plays on Friday. Um, you know, we're talking days, no, not weeks here. You know, he's, he is definitely, I think the closest um, 
coming back. Well, one of the one of the closest players, I would say. Tristan Jari, I know he was at the optional practice today. Don't think he's gonna play tonight. I would say it's probably gonna be Casey DeSmith. I think they want to see him have a full practice or two before he's ready to go. I did report last week on the podcast that you know it's probably gonna be a, a couple weeks, excuse me, before Jari is ready to go right now, right about six days. So maybe I'm a little, maybe I was a little not generous. Um, it was maybe a little too longer, but you know, the fact that he's already back, you know, skating with the team in an optional practice is is a good sign. You know, it's it's a, it's a sign that his groin injury is not as bad as he used, is it as you know, maybe some thought it will be Josh Archibald. I believe this was his first true practice with the team. Probably not going to play tonight. Ryan Paling, I think there's a decent chance he does play though. He's been really ramping it up lately with practices, took full contact in this one. Would not be surprised to hear if he is a game time decision this one. So Penguins, they're really starting to get some reinforcements back into the practice fold. They're going to be really healthy really soon. I don't know what's going on with Jan Ruta, but outside of that, a lot of the players that have been hurt for a while, they've been skating, they've been practicing with the team, um, and it, it's going to make the team you know, a lot more, a lot better, and hopefully some of the issues that they have will be cleaned up when these guys um, come back. So those are the latest practice notes from today. Again, I would expect Casey DeSmith to start in this game. I'm recording this right now at about 11.30 on Tuesday night. So this is going to post um, in your feeds in the morning. But, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking right now. Um, you might see the same defensive pairings. If if Petrie is able to go, I think he would play on the top pairing um, and they would move someone out. But if not, um, I think you'll see the same defensive pairings that you saw um, from um, Monday's game, excuse me. Um, against the Anaheim Ducks. Again, I, I don't know what is going on with me. I feel a little under the weather again. feels like I, I'm coming out of something in the night. Something else just hits me like a truck. So I have no idea what is going on. Um, but, you know, the Penguins just got to keep up that momentum. In the interim, they have some problems. Yes. Do they not look right? Yes. But you have to bank these points this week. Right now, Standings-wise, this is huge for this game. <clears throat> the Penguins right now, they are tied for that final wild card spot with the New York Islanders. They have the tiebreaker because they have games in hand. Penguins have two games in hand on the Islanders, and they're tied with them in the standings. They are only four points back of the Washington Capitals right now, and they have four games in hand on the Capitals. So the Penguins are in the best position right now in terms of games in hand for a playoff spot. But again, I will say this one more time for you all. Those only matter if you win them. Even though the team has not been playing well as of late, they have a big opportunity in front of them to really bank some points and make sure those games in hand are really felt by teams like the Capitals and the Islanders. If you look at the Senators right now, you know this is a team that's towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They're nine points out of a playoff spot, tied with the Montreal Canadiens for the second worst record in the Eastern Conference. Only the Columbus Blue Jackets are worse than them. You have to win these games. You're playing another basement team. You know, again, the schedule is really easing up for most of this month. Again, I know they have problems, but you should be healthy enough to the point where you can win against a team that is tied for the second worst record in points percentage in the Eastern Conference. You, These are must-win. It's not like a must-win like in the Game 7, of course, but in, for, in terms of making a playoff spot, these are points you have to bank because if you don't, if you don't bank those points, it's 
going to get a lot harder later in the season when the schedule actually does ramp up again and you have to bank those points, say, against, you know, the New York Rangers in March or the Washington Capitals in, in March or April or, you know, the New Jersey Devils, who they still play a few more times. See what I'm talking about? So it would it would behoove them to get a result, not in just this game, but in the game on Friday as well. That wraps up this segment, getting into some practice zones and just how much this game should mean um, for the Penguins. But <clears throat> before I get to the next segment, Bet Online. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I'm back on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Elmore Show Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, Penn sends first of three meetings this season. Every time I think of Penguin Senators, I flash back to the 2017 Eastern Conference Final. I did see Mark Mathot, of all people, tweeting today about that gross finger injury that he had, courtesy of a very freak accident by Sidney Crosby. Um, don't tell that to Senators fans, though. They think he did it on purpose. And other people that hate him for some reason think it was a, he just, oh, he was out to get him. No, it was just a freak accident. Um, but every time I think of Mark Mathot, I think of Chris Kunitz ending that entire um, organization five, uh, six years ago. So, you know, hope Mathot is obviously okay. But, you know, Sid, Sid, and, uh, Sid and Chris Kunitz sent him out uh, with quite a bang, I will say, in 2017. Anyways, you know, I don't want to get, get off track here. Penguin Senators, this is a team that's tied, um, <coughs> excuse me, for last place in the Atlantic Division. Um, they just got blown the heck out um, by the Colorado Avalanche. Just a few days ago, I was listening to the uh, 32 Thoughts podcast with um, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman. And, you know, Brady Kachuk sounded pretty embarrassed after that loss. You know, that's an, this is an Avalanche team as well. Really banged up this year. They've been down McKinnon. McCarr's been hurt at times. I think Rantanen's been out. Landis Cog at times. A lot of their core players have been hurt, and they've been really affected by injuries. And they still went out there and pummeled the Senators. Sens right now, they've lost two in a row. They've won five of the last 10, minus 13 goal differential. Um, they they did just lose two um, the Blues on Monday. Um, that came after, again, that loss to the Senators, excuse me, the, the Avalanche, excuse me. That was a 7 nothing loss. So pardon me, pardon my apologies. Before that, they beat the Coyotes. They lost to Nashville. So this is a team that is struggling right now. They've actually lost four of their past five games. They get lost eight to Seattle, got blown out by the Predators, beat the Coyotes, but got blown out by the Avalanche and then lost a close one to the Blues. But, you know, lineup-wise right now, they have a very good top six. That is their bread and butter. Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, and Drake Batherson. Um, And I'm looking right now, and I'm making sure – is I don't know why I'm not seeing him right now. Just make sure. Um, I might be wrong about that. I actually might have jumped the gun about Claude Giroux because he is when I, I always love going to daily face off and stuff. And I'm making sure that he is, I'm making sure here. Um, is he hurt? I don't think so. 
No, no, I, I, no, he's not hurt. Daily faceoff is being very weird because it says that Claude Giroux is not in their top 12. He must have just missed practice um, or something like that. But again, you look at their top 12. Um, and no, he is there. I'm just not, I'm just blind. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I am losing it right now, folks. I really apologize for that. But their top six is the bread and butter. Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, Drake Batherson. That is a hell of a top line. Kachuk, I think is their best player. It's just on a long-term deal. Batherson, he's also coming off a long-term deal. Stutzla is very good. Shane Pinto, Alex Debrinket, Claude Giroux. They went out and got Debrinket over the offseason. He was exactly what they needed. I thought they definitely needed another top scorer on the scene. And they kind of did not really give up a lot to get him. Gave up what? First rounder and prospect, basically, um, for a perennial 40-goal scorer. Sign me up for that every time. Uh, he's he's a great player. Um, Penguins, you know, they'll see him three times instead of two, but still he's not like in the Metropolitan Division. Um, what do you think about that? He is with Pinto and Claude Giroux. Um, Shane Pinto, also another very solid second line center. It's after that top six that things get really dicey. Parker Kelly's on your third line. Dylan Grambrill, um, Jake Lucini, you know, doesn't really do much for me. Austin Watson, Mark Kastelik, and then old friend, yes, very old friend, Derek Brassard is on the Senators. Uh, I will never forget being so excited about that trade, thinking, oh, yeah, he's the missing piece. He's going to do exactly who um, – he's going to be exactly what Nick Menino was. Nope, not at all. Uh, he was everything but that impact. I would still make that trade 900 out of 900 times. It's just <clears throat> for some reason he did not fit. I don't know if he didn't like – being second fiddle to Crosby and Malkin just because he was used to playing um, second line center for whatever team he was on. I don't know. It was just not a good fit. Um, you know, I've heard stories about him being weird in the locker room too. Not like weird, but like, just like not like that good of a teammate or something like that. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't confirmed that. I've just you know, heard rumors over the years, but you know, great trade at the time. And then it turned out to be a total dud because he did absolutely nothing with the Penguins defensively. Um, Tomas Shabbat is on their top player. He is awesome. He, I think, is one of the more underrated defensemen in the league. Can do everything. Move his his um, zone entries are a thing of beauty. His first pass is awesome. Defending-wise, he's um, in the elite in the league. Can run the top power play. Can put up points at even strength. He is a true number one defender. Eric Brandstrom is back there. He's also decent. Jake Sanderson, Travis Hamannick, old friend who used to play for the New York Islanders, Nick Holden, Jacob Bernard-Docker, who I don't really know too much about, but he's playing on the top pairing with Shabbat. This is where I think the Senators are a bit weaker. I think that the Penguins can really take advantage here and attack the Senators because outside of Shabbat, you know, Brandstrom and Sanderson, you know, I guess to a lesser degree, those two, um, you know, there's just not much depth there. And again, I also think the Penguins can really attack the Senators' bottom six. Um, I know the Penguins' bottom six has been really bad this year, but I'm still taking the Penguins' bottom six over the Senators' bottom six because just because they don't really have anyone down there. That was the biggest thing because people kept saying, oh, yeah, this Ottawa team is going to be a playoff team this year. Oh, it should be easy for them to get in. And, you know, I just didn't see it because, okay, yeah, your top six is pretty good. Yeah, you have number one defender. Your goalies are okay, but your defense outside of Shabbat and a couple others is not that good. And the rest of your forward depth is bad. And right now, you're seeing why I think it was a little too premature for some people to really say that, oh, yeah, this is a true playoff team. They're not. And they're not going to make it this year, I don't think. 
I, I said coming into this year, would not be surprised if they're contending for a spot, but I still thought that they were at least a year away, maybe two. Um, for some reason, it sounds like they want to go after a defense with the deadline. Very weird. Uh, I don't think they should be going out there and um, trading um, futures for rentals um, and stuff like that. I just, I, I do not understand that um, to say the least. Um, goaltenders, uh, goaltending wise, of course, they have Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg. Right now, who is out for them? Josh Norris, he is on IR. He is one of their very good young players. They've been missing him a lot. Tyler Mott is on IR. Matthew Joseph, the brother of Pierre Joseph, he is on IR. I don't think he's expected to play in this game. Nikita Zaitsev, day-to-day, former Toronto Maple Leafs defender, and then Artem Zub is also day-to-day. Um, would expect Cam Talbot to go in this one, but you know, wouldn't be surprised if it's Forsberg. Talbot hasn't been um, too, too bad this season. If I can just load up um, the stats here real quickly for you all from Money Prop, which I absolutely love. Um, going down the list here for the center scores. Actually, it is Forsberg has also not been bad either. He's played 22 games, uh, saved almost five goals above expected, 902 save percentage, 3.25 goals against average. You know, his defense has kind of let him down, but he has still had um, a pretty decent year. In terms of Ken Talbot, you know, he's been fine, 906 save percentage, 2.86 goals against average. So better numbers there for him, but he's also allowed about one goal um, more than expected. So Forsberg, you know, and Talbot, it's kind of a wash a little bit. I think more, obviously Forsberg has the better goal save above expected, but you know, Talbot's just behind him. And I think he's also at the better save percentage. So it's kind of a wash if you ask me, but this is a big one for the Penguins. I think they can definitely win it. This is a center's team that's really struggling as of late. And you know, I think they're going to really need the, the, the top six to carry them. Coming up in my next segment, I'm going to get into the keys for the Penguins to win this game. I just kind of teased it with the top six and how they can get the result that they really need. So stick around for that coming up right after this break. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So keys for the Penguins to win this game. Again, Take advantage of Ottawa's poor depth. The Penguins, again, I know their bottom six stinks too, but if they run the same two lines that they ran on Monday against the Ducks, they will have the advantage. You know, the Senators, they're going to try and run, run, match, I think, their top against the Penguins' top. That's going to be a bold strategy. I like the Penguins' top players over their top players as well. And would not be surprised, Yins, if Sidney Crosby has a massive game in this one. He has been very quiet over the last, what, three to four games past week, basically week to 10 days, something like that. I think that's going to change in a big way in this one. I'm predicting a, um, a multi-point game from the captain. He's just been too quiet for too long now. I don't know if he's no nursing an injury. You know, he's put the team on his back numerous times this season. You know, I can't get too mad just because of how great he is and how we all know he's going to snap out of it. You all that listen to the show, you all know it, right? I mean, it's Sidney Patrick Crosby here. Um, you know, he he always likes playing the center as well. He actually has one of his best, um, you know, point productions against them for his career. So, you know, I, I'm expecting him to be really big tonight. I know it, it, the, the play of Brian Russ on his line is definitely not helping things, to say the least. But I think despite that, you're going to see a big game from the captain. If the Penguins win, it's going to be, it's one of the reasons it's going to be is because of the captain. 
on the second line. Would love to see that continue to feast on whoever they go up against. Last time against the Ducks, had over 80, almost 80% of the shot attempts, scoring chances and high danger chances whenever they were on the ice. They kicked so much butt. I mean, they absolutely did. Um, they should have a good matchup in this one as well. If it's Casey DeSmith starting, really want to see him get off to, on a good note. I thought he was fine against the Ducks. Didn't like that first goal he gave up. I thought he was kind of swimming in his net, but did make a couple of massive saves in that game, especially at Mason McTavish, or Mason McTavish, excuse me, where you know Trevor Zegers just thought you know he scored. He, he put his arms up and then just did this because he was like, what the heck happened? Um, so need a good start from him if he is indeed the starter, whoever the starter is. Um, need a big goaltending game. And then please win this special teams battle. The power play has to be better in this game. You know, it's been bad for too long now. I don't think, I mean, even when they do extensive work on it in practice, it's just never like, it just doesn't ever translate over to the regular season games. I don't know why. I don't know. It just seems like they're kind of gliding around out there. And as Angie from Penguins Twitter said, who's one of the, who covers the team, you know, I just, it should not, it literally should not be this hard. Entering tonight's game, Penguins have points in 10 of their last 12 against the Senators. They've they've gone eight and two and two, um, dating back to March 23rd of 2017. And if you go back even further, dating back to January 27th of 2013, the Penguins are 18 and four and four against the Senators. They have points in 22 of their last 26 games against the Senators. Um, they also have points in nine of their last 13 minutes to the Canadian Tire Center. They are six and four and three in their last 13 visits to Ottawa. So, you know, they've obviously played against centers very well at home. Um, on the road, it's they're a little below 500, but they've still been able to get the results um, when they need to. Um, another cool side about Sidney Crosby, he actually enters tonight's game one even strength goal away from tying Stan Makita for 24th place on the Angels' all-time even strength goals list. He's at 378 right now. He needs one more to get to 379. He's going to keep climbing um, that list. And Casey DeSmith, if he, if he is indeed the starter, he has played very well against the Senators in his career. Two shutouts in six career games against them. He's 3-2-1 and two and one overall against the Senators with a 923 save percentage and a 2.33 goals against average. So, you know, this is hopefully setting itself up for a very good performance from the Snapminder. You know, those are my main keys for the Penguins to come out with this win tonight should be a lot of fun. Um, 7 p.m. start time at, at 7 p.m. start time, excuse me, at the Canadian Tire Center. Um, this will be the first of two. I guess since they'll come home to play them again on Friday. Um, my next episode, I will recap this game for you all on Thursday, and then on Friday, I'll either preview that game on Friday or I'll just able to, I'll just recap it for you all right after it is over. But again, thank you all so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at and we'll score Penguins, and we'll see if they can make it two in a row and, and get four out of four points for this week. Talk to you all on Thursday.